Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 1235, welcome back. We're going to take a walk down memory lane with Kelly Bass on uh, War Memorial Stadium. And if you want to get a perfect marriage of history and current day fun, how about Hot Springs, Arkansas and Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort? The Nitty Gritty Dirt Man is playing next month, and Kelly's got a little background on them uh, from War Memorial back in the day, but they're playing September 10th, Blues Traveler on November 17th, a couple of other great shows in between there. Marcus King, I'm hearing nothing but good things about October 27th. May have to try to find a way to get down there for that one. And Buddy Guy, November 3rd. Tickets for that, oaklawn.com. You can book your room at oaklawn.com as well. Don't forget about the Astro Spa, great dining options. And, of course, there is live music at Pops Lounge every weekend. The Mainline Sports Bar, also a hot spot. They've got specials through the week. It is open year-round even when racing is off, even though it's over on the racing side. 90 large-screen TVs. think that won't be popular this time of year, especially with a little sports book over there. Plenty of opportunities to make wagers and a great place to watch the ball game. It is the Mainline Sports Bar. It is Oaklawn. And, again, there's a lot of ways to have fun. We didn't even get into all the table games and the fact that, heck, racing will be here before you know it. So go by and see our friends down in Hot Springs. Kelly, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Justin. You were giving us kind of the, uh, I guess the, I won't call it Cliff's Notes, but sort of the early part of your uh, your time at Warren Warrior literally grew up there. Yeah, my uh, my father, I have two older sisters, neither of whom cared about going to Razorback games, so my father started taking me. The first game I remember going to was in Fayetteville. It was the day after JFK got shot. Yes, I am old. And years later, I said to my dad, I remember my very first game was that game. He's like, oh, no, no, no. You've been to plenty of games. You just don't remember them because you were a little bitty and the president had just got shot. But then when I was in second grade, so this was 1967, the Hogs had a crummy team. They went four or five and one. But I got a job at War Memorial Stadium or my little red coveralls. My father was good friends and duck hunting buddies with the, with the uh, manager of the stadium. And my job, check this out, my job was to go in a few minutes before halftime, open up a case of Coke, cold Cokes, which they only had the six-and-a-half-ounce with the raised letter Coke writing on them, and to open up a cooler of already sliced-up oranges and walk around to the players as Broyles and other coaches spoke to them about halftime adjustments and handed out Cokes to sweaty Razorbacks. I was like, in heaven. And then after that, I don't know if I didn't do it right or what, but I didn't get to do that anymore. But so for a few years, I just had the job of showing up and finding a place to plop myself to watch the game, which I loved doing. And then in seventh grade, so that was the 71 season, I got to go to the press box. And so the press box, there was a guy that typed up all the play-by-play, just, you know, Jones up the middle for three yards, second and seven, blah, blah, blah. So the sports writers had something to reflect back on if they needed information and the statistics. And at the end of each quarter and at half and after the game, they would run those off on the old hand-cranked A.B. Dick mimeograph machine, and I would walk along. There was two of us. We would walk along and hand those out to the sports writers. Got $15, which was more money than I think I'd ever thought of having at age 12, in 1971, got an HB barbecue sandwich and all the Cokes we could drink, and it was heaven. And But they had a no cheering rule in the press box. Mm-hmm. So we would run into the stairwell that connected all the connections of, and, and high-five and scream when something great happened. <laughs> like my first year, Joe Ferguson led the Razorbacks to 31-7 victory over t- the hated Texas Longhorns in the rain. In 75, we beat uh, – we, the Razorbacks, beat – Texas A&M, they were number two in the nation. They had a linebacker with a thick neck named Ed Simonini. Scott Bull was our quarterback. We ended up in the Cotton Bowl that year, and I actually got to go when we beat Georgia on January 1 of 76. 
So I had the dream life growing up going to games at, at War Memorial Stadium. What about musically? I mean, you're a guy that worked with Riverfest for a long time, so obviously you've got a great appreciation for live music. What What are some shows that you can remember seeing there over the well, years? Well, you know, they didn't do a ton of them, but I remember when I was, God, it had to have been, I was already, I think, working at the Gazette, so it had to have been in the, about 1980. Maybe it was in the, it was in the summer because it was boiling hot. Maybe summer 79 or 80. It was called, I think, the Wild Hog Boogie. The aforementioned Ozark Mountain, no, the aforementioned Nitty Gritty Dirt Band right. were the headliners. And I think Nitty, I think Ozark Mountain Daredevils were there. Down the list were, I think the opening act was Jimmy Buffett. And then Jerry Jeff Walker. And then on up, and I can't remember all of them. But then the one that I, I was out of, you know, I was at the Arkansas Gazette. It got bought and closed in 91, and I moved to Springfield, Missouri. But I came back for the Rolling Stones in 94, and our friend, it was the old, you just dialed and hoped, no internet, uh, Ticketmaster. Maybe it wasn't even called Ticketmaster then. She got in on her second call, and we got eight tickets in the center of the eighth row. And so we sat right there watching the Stones, and as I think I said, well, I said, I couldn't see Mick's feet, but I could. Get, I had an ankles-up view of him the entire show, and I really wasn't that worried about his feet. And that was a, a dreamy good show. Now, I didn't get there for some of the other big ones that have happened, but... Uh, it, 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 notable concerts, but mostly for me, it was about Razor Bay. There are a lot of good ones in here, and people, you know, again, I've got former players. I've got parents of players. I mean, David's mother uh, weighed in. She says, watching the Hogs come down Markham and the buses and waiting at the gate to see David play 81 to 85. Little Rock games were only 12 hours for his for parents, for yeah. them, for being yeah. down in Florida. So that was a good trip for them. Uh, this comes in from Charlene watching the 69 games. My brother played safety, Dennis Burner. I remember him. Second choice, uh, Miracle on Markham. That's a good one, too. Uh, Doug Terry says beating USC. So wasn't Dirt, Dirt Winston ran uh, Pat Hayden out of the back of the end zone. We beat him like thirty-one to ten or something. First game of the season, we ended up six and five. They ended up winning the national championship. What year did you get into sports writing? Or uh, into, really into... not into sports writing. I was working in the music side. I only did sports writing really in ninety and ninety-one. Okay, but I, I, I got. Let me. Can I hop in with another story? Sure, please. So. I, my father had season tickets, but at some point, as he got older, those went away. And I ended up, I always went down and just found tickets out front. You know, there's always a, hey, need two, need two. Somebody's right. got some. Well, I had, I'd made that work almost every time. It didn't work the first game of 84, which was Hatfield's first game against Ole Miss. I had a new girlfriend, told her, don't worry, honey, we got this handled. Went down there, didn't get tickets. It, the romance kind of fizzled shortly after that. <laughs> Um, we ended up tying them 14-14. But anyway, 89, Arkansas-Houston. I was actually working in D.C. I was on loan to USA Today. I had the greatest job. And I came back for the Arkansas-Houston game and just to see folks. They paid for a couple of trips home during that four and a half months. And I went down to get tickets. It was Andre Ware against Quinn Grovey. And I, we were number 12 and they were 15 or the other way around. We were both great. And I go down, and uh, I'm with my friend Doug, and I, we can't find any tickets, can't find tickets, can't find tickets. The game's about to start, and we get one ticket. I said, Doug, go to the game. When it's over, we, you know, I'll meet you at the car. Whether I get in or don't get in, I'll meet you at the car. So he goes in the game. I hear screaming. I think the Razorbacks scored first, but I, I, there's a touchdown. Everybody's going nuts. I'm about to give up. You know, the game's probably four or five minutes old. And a, a woman appears and says, oh, you're looking for a ticket? And I said, yeah, I am. She goes, well, I got one. I think they were $15 was face value in 1989. I gave her the 15 bucks. I went in the stadium. The game was going. I walk up. It's in the south end zone. 
and it's an aisle seat. So I sit down in the seat, and pretty quickly the guy next to me says, uh, you're in the wrong seat. And I said, I think I'm in the right one. Let me look. Is this section whatever? Yeah. Okay, row whatever. Yeah, seat whatever. Yeah. Here, I got the ticket. Where did you get that ticket? I said, I bought it off a woman out front. He said, that, you know what word he called her. They were on a blind date. Oh! <laughs> the couple next to him had set them up. Oh! She had said, before they went in the stadium, hey, I got to run back to the car and put in my purse or do something. And then when she came back, she sold me the ticket and blew the guy off. Wow. <laughs> and, man, they were hot. He was super <laughs> hot. And they're all, and I'm um, truth be told, you know, I'm sweaty. I'm wearing a threadbare Razorback shirt. Some really cute, I'm sure, red gym sorts, some high top red Converse, and I'm a sweaty mess, sweaty 300 pound mess. And so the couple starts saying to him, Hey, check out your date. Woohoo, you got a hot date. <laughs> oh, man. And after a little of that, I said, Look, guys, I'm so sorry. I bought a ticket. We're all hog fans. Let's just root for the hogs. And we got down to it. But man, that's the craziest thing of how I ended up with a ticket. Pretty wild. Uh, Chris says, Watching Alan Jackson and George Strait in concert. That's a pretty good one there. That's a really good one. Uh, Paul says, Tim Couch Kentucky game wasn't one of the biggest, but it went to the final seconds. That's certainly I one that uh, we talked to Clint Sterner about last week. Yeah, well, you know, we ended up, whenever they have a good quarterback, we have to play them. They had Jared Lorenzen, you know, the, the battleship Lorenzen, who was good, mm-hmm. and we have to get Tim Cowles. We had to get uh, Klingler when, for Vanderbilt. I mean, could we not have had one of their scrubs? We have to get the good quarterbacks. Was it, no, no, Jay Cutler. Cutler, yeah. not Klingler. Klingler was Houston. Was Houston. Cutler, yeah. Jay Cutler. I'm in Fayetteville, I think he hits a fourth and 20. They end up beating us. Uh, and it was threw a, off his back foot all night long, right on target. And it was a, such a long ride back from Fayetteville, pre, pre-interstate. pre People talking uh, Eagles reunion tour 1995. Missed that one. My, my wife was at, now, now wife at the time was not. She was there. Uh, Didn't Elton John and Billy Joel play? Yes, yep, we were they talking did. about that. They oh, did, okay, they did. Mandy Welch, you may be familiar with, Mrs. Chuck Welch, says, uh, Chuck and I are so classy, we had a rehearsal dinner there. Sweet. So that and the Billy Joel Elton John concert. Uh, a lot of people mentioned Miracle on Markham. Were you at Miracle on Markham? I was or, at both Markham? of them. Okay. I was at both of them, yeah. And I had a guy who had left early for the first one call me or text me and say, do not tell anybody I left. I said, too late, Bruce. I've told everybody. That yeah. <laughs> I was oh, at, ye, oh, ye of little faith. I was at the Miracle on Markham. I was not at the second one. I was at both. And I remember here, I think, I won't name names, but there's somebody we work with that left and then there were people furiously, I'm sure, trying to get back into the stadium yeah. <laughs> after they realized that it wasn't over yet. But, I mean, again, I had seen enough from Matt Jones that I was like, you never know with this dude. Anything could happen. Well, DeCorey Birmingham caught the first one. Who caught the second? Somebody. No, DeCorey Birmingham caught the touch. Oh, you're talking about the, the Miracles? Yeah. Second one was Landon uh, Crawford. Or London Crawford. Yeah, London Crawford, who had not been. Not a, a great not career. A, yeah, had dropped some passes. We had London on last fall. Oh, sweet. And he's in Florida now working at a car dealership in finance. Yeah. He was great. He was a good guest, though. He yeah. was. Yeah. I, I looked it up on Spotify today. He was really good. Okay, I got I got one one more for you. Unless you want to, I hope you got a bunch. And then we got, got we got an, uh, we can do a, a trivia question for tickets. Okay, so um, in 1991, um, the, the Jack Crow era. You know, he they, he Hatfield left in '90, and in '91, Crow came in and um, didn't wasn't going well. And we were playing. Oh, now, yeah, '91 maybe, was the Citadel maybe, game here. No, it was in Fayetteville. Okay, that was '92. Okay, and, and they lost. But that that season before. We were playing Texas, and I remember the date, October 19th, 1991. How do I know that date? Because on October 18th, the Friday before that game, the Democrat bought the Gazette and closed us down. Is that right? So here I am. I had gotten in July 
my dream job, I was at age 31, I became the sports editor of the Arkansas Gazette, oldest newspaper in West Mississippi, oldest business in the state of Arkansas. I had my dream job. And then, uh, you know, that was July and October, we were closed. So I called Rick Schaefer, the um, sports information director at Arkansas, and I said, Rick, this is Kelly. He's like, hey, what's up? I said, well, as you probably heard, you know, we, we don't have a paper anymore. And I've got six front row center press box seats for the Arkansas-Texas game tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon. What do you want me to do? I said, I want you to come to the game and bring all your guys. That I said, you sure? You know, we don't have a paper. I can't, we can't write about it. Come on and go. So we all showed up. I mean, Paul Borden, Wadey Moore, Jim uh, Harris, Jim Bailey, me, and Kim, Br- and Kim Brazil. So we all show up. I think Wadey has a pint of uh, whiskey in his pocket. <laughs> I'd caught some cold beers down in the press parking lot for halftime chuggage. We go to the game. And everybody, Wally Hall, Bob Holt, all the guys were so gracious to us and so nice about what had happened and it was a love fest, and Arkansas beat Texas 14-13. It was probably ah. the signature win of the short Jack Crow era. And I, not a few, many years ago when Arkansas was playing Texas again, I called Rick Schaefer on, on drive time and said, I just want to thank you for that very classy act. Because he yeah. could easily have said, look, this is for work and press only. Sorry, it's been right. fun. So we got to go to that game and just sit there and watch the game. I just want to know if Wade shared or not. No, hell no. Come on, Wadey. No, he shared nothing. You'll appreciate this as a person who worked in media. Uh, my friend Karen, who's a longtime photographer, says, during a Razorback game late 90s, I was walk- walking the end zone, two cameras, two lenses, one being a 400 millimeter on a monopod. Cop says to me, that's an awfully big camera, sweetie. You sure you know how to use that thing? I said, <laughs> you sure you know how to use your gun? That's pretty funny. Uh, Lee says, Houston game, I was in the hospital at St. Vincent. I requested a room so I could see the stadium lights. I was able to listen to Paul and Rick call the game. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, 1975, Alan Dobbins says, the immortal Teddy Barnes catching a TD pass yep. between two Texas A&M All-Americans beat the number two team in the country and then the number one defense in the country. I was there for that one. And the press box, not cheering. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the challenge. Yes. I wish I'd been, you know, I was here in 98. I did not go to the couch game. I wish I'd gone. I remember while I was watching on TV. I lived in my crappy little apartment over in West Little Rock and, mm. uh, should have gone. Didn't milk my KTV, uh. Uh, connections very well then. No. I'll tell you one one quick non-war memorial story about not cheering was that I was covering uh, Arkansas in the uh, basketball in the final Elite Eight in Charlotte uh, in 1991. In 90, we'd gone to the Final Four with Mayberry Day and Miller as sophomores. They were juniors. I thought we'd go back. So the first game of the Elite Eight, we win. And in that game, Todd Day steals the ball and comes around and just slams it, and then he circles back around in front of press row. And you see me standing up with both fists above my head, screaming yay for the Hogs. Well, they used that clip to promote the Arkansas-Kansas final all weekend long. (laughs) Good job, Bass. Thought you weren't supposed to be cheering. Oops. Uh Uh-oh. Jonathan says, tailgating with Jennings Osborne, $5 barbecue, winning free tickets off Magic 105, spin the wheel, and kicking the tail off the kitties from LSU. Yep. Those are good memories. Jennings Osborne, those those Flintstone oh, ribs. I remember coming out there, and I'm like, this is how much? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you feed a family of six, and it's five bucks. It's ridiculous. That was right. awesome. Uh, John says, great moment, 98. Arkansas, Tim Couch led Kentucky, led to Mike Leach stating Little Rock was the loudest place, and we played that clip earlier today. And uh, obviously that's a great memory. It's good to have Mike Leach talking about Little Rock. The red, white, you know, when they did the red and white out with the little blue corner section, that was the 9-11 tribute. That was, yeah, that uh, was impressive. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. 
Uh, a lot of people talk about the Houston-Arkansas game. The tailgating part. Um, you got a you got an f- opinion or a feel on what uh, what's going to happen after Arkansas State? That after Arkansas starts playing Arkansas State, when they play them in a couple of years, that's the last year of the contract. You think I, they'll keep it going? I think they'll keep it going. You do? I, I think I think your checks all about it. I mean, I, I and I'm glad. I'm glad we're playing all the in-state teams in, in baseball, basketball, and I'm glad we're playing Arkansas State. It should have happened before. I understand Broyles, but. I think that was short-sighted. All right, you want to win? 661-1037. We'll do a uh, trivia question on the other side. Yes? Guadagni Chevrolet right now has got great deals throughout the month of August. And look, there's only a couple days left, and you know they want to make some deals between now and the end of the month. So you got them right where you want them. You're going to get a great deal at Guadagni Chevrolet. 1.9% financing on the Equinox. Great deals on the Silverado. $6,000 off some of those trucks. Up to $9,000 off other Silverados. Go to the website, GuadagniChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory. You can see all the deals that I'm talking about right now. And don't forget, old cell phone sitting in a drawer somewhere, it is not worthless. Take it to Guatney Chevrolet. They'll give you $500 off your down payment for a new vehicle. It's happening for the rest of the month. A couple more days to act. Head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. Dennis Winston, Dirt Winston, knocking Heisman winner Anthony Davis out. That, I think that did happen. My memory was him knocking Hayden out of the back of the end zone. But, yeah, and that was just unbelievable. I mean, they were the anointed USC, you know, Trojans, and we just really abused them. Was the Stanford game there, or was it at Fayetteville? It was there. That was uh, that was the was, old uh, Raiders that was, quarterback. That was, 19, it was Jim Plunkett. Plunkett, thank you. That's the answer to the trivia question that I was going to ask. So okay. I'll come up with a new trivia you question. You just screw that up. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. The All right, the, the seasoned Kelly Bass is with us. We were walking down memory lane, and I stole this trivia question. By the way, uh, check out the Museum of Discovery soon, and we'll give you a plug on a couple things to look forward to there in a second. Okay. Let's give away some tickets to the Razorback game, All Kelly. Right. Okay. So I was just arg- not arguing, but I hearing a guy talk about how we used to be great back in you know the, all these years we were in the top ten and all this stuff. So we were in the Southwest Conference, guy. You know we, we weren't getting beat by Alabama every year and losing to you know Georgia and LSU, and they're not going to be in the top ten if that happens. He disagreed with me, but anyway, I said you know we had SMU and they were terrible. We had Rice, TCU was awful. We beat them from like for like from 1958 to 1984. We beat them every year. Rice Owls came into War Memorial Stadium in the mid-70s, or early to mid-70s, and they beat Arkansas. And famously, their coach apparently threw a big hissy fit at, at halftime, threw a chair and said, we can beat these guys, and they came out and did it. Who was the Rice Owls coach? He coached there from 72 to 75. He had a 15-27 and 27 record. Who was the <laughs> coach of the Rice Owls when they beat Arkansas at War Memorial in the mid-70s? All right, hmm. that's, that's pretty obscure. Gary. Wow. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. Gary, I don't either. I'm going to have to move quickly, so I apologize. Stevie P already gave up. Michael gave up. Tessa. Any idea, Tessa? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. He doesn't have an idea. She doesn't have an idea. I don't have an idea. Welcome to the zone. What's your name? John. John, you got an answer? Yes, Al Conover. Al Conover it was. I can't say I was going to pull that one out of a hat. Whatever happened to him? Not much. I imagine. He, I, after going, he was four seasons. He resigned to enter private business. 
Hmm. Um, you know, he's at Rice. Maybe he got hooked up with some rich person. I sure. don't know. But yeah, he threw a chair at halftime, and they made a big stink, and they came out and beat us in the second half. We lost to Rice. Son of a gun. Tomorrow we're back in the studio. Got some great guests coming in, so stay uh, with us here. Out of Bounds coming up next. Got 30 seconds. Tell them what's going on. Museum of Discovery suffered a terrible flood in the cold spell of uh, Valentine's Week of 21. We had a boiler on the roof broke, ruined 70 exhibits in two galleries. Two and a half years later, we're getting close. First of November, we will be opening, I think it's November 11th if everything goes well, 78 new exhibits in the Museum of Discovery open November 11th, replacing the ones that got killed more than two and a half years ago. I love that. Well, we'll do something the week of. Yeah, we will. And, uh, thank you. For, that. Thank you. Yeah, Kelly, good seeing you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks a lot. See at the stadium this weekend. Go Hogs. Don't rely on tickets out front. Get them in advance. Got them. 12.58. Uh, stay tuned. Out of bounds. Coming up next on the Buzz Radio Network.